Welcome to the official podcast where the bombs get thrown. I'm your host, May Shayla Bogan, and I introduce to you the Mike Bomb Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to the Mike Bomb Podcast with your host me, Shayla, kicking it at you on this beautiful Saturday. So now it's time to move on to something new because obviously with their season starting almost like a week ago, heading into this second week, unfortunately I wasn't able to get started with them. But now, you know, the time is right. It's here. It's everything set in stone. So here we at it. This episode is going to be covering the WNBA. So if you are a fan of women's basketball, then hell, <laughs> this episode for you to listen to. Now, there has been a lot, a lot of news flying around the WNBA as of lately within less than it being a year, correct me, a week of the see the new season getting started. But first, you know, obviously you can't start this episode off without congratulating the WNBA on their 26th consecutive season. Yes, that's right. So the ladies has been around for 26 seasons. This is now their 26th season and you know within the sports league. So congratulations on that. Hopefully there could still be more to come as, you know, women's basketball is starting to finally get a glimpse of the recognition that they deserve but there's been a lot of things I wanted to touch on as you know this episode as the WNBA season has started because there's a lot of this has been a lot of surprise and roster cuts but the one the two roster cuts that's really gotten to me was you know the first week of the season when the Los Angeles Sparks has cut you know, their second round draft pick, I believe it was of 2018, Taya Cooper, and then their other second round draft pick of 2020, which was Arila Gutierrez. Um, I say that a lot of people has been asking me, you know, and because they know I'm a fan of the Sparks, what has been, you know, why did they cut them? What has stood out? How do you feel about that? Um... I'm not going to lie to you guys. I was pretty much shocked when I first heard about it. When I scrolled on Instagram on the Mike Bomb Pop, you know, on the Mike Bomb podcast page, of course, I'm not really active on mine right now for personal reasonings, but don't want to get into that. But point being, um, scrolled on it, see that the Los Angeles Sparks has cut them too. Honestly, I was pretty shocked. Because I thought that this would be the year, even though with the new signings of Liz and all these mother girls, I think that this has been the year that, you know, we could finally see the pop from Taya Cooper that, you know, we all wanting to see. Like, is she going to be this girl that came from Baylor that they drafted? Um, obviously, if you follow Rutgers women basketball, then you're very familiar with the other women that they caught they cut which was Arela Gutierrez um obviously she didn't get enough playing time last year because you know let's just face facts here the women were pretty legit 
and she was just getting her feet wet into the league. So this year I expected this, you know, obviously to be what I would say the pop-off year for her because this is her second year. She now knows the system. She's very familiar. She's no longer a newbie due to rookies coming in and out, things of that nature. But obviously... The Sparks is a team that knows what they're doing. You know, I questioned, you know, when apparently they weren't trying to, you know, re-sign their star player, Candace Parker, who winded up going back home to Chicago to the sky on a two-year deal, who is in her final year of her contract. So that's something I'm going to get into down the road. But honestly, there's there's been a lot of roster cuts around here as of lately. It's just not them two, but them two stood out to me because obviously, out of biasness, I'm a Sparks fan. So, and Taya was no question my favorite player on the team. So, you know, from a fan standpoint, heartbroken and disappointed because I thought this would be the year that she finally comes out of her shell, if that makes sense. Like, okay, we started to see glimpse of it her first two years, but you know thinking this is going to be her team, obviously, you know, building the team around her to succeed like they done Candace, like they done Lisa, etc. And I thought, like, she would be that player for the Sparks, but obviously, LA had different thoughts than I and many others. Some would say that they didn't agree with the cut because of her looks or whatever. I'm not that type of person, especially because I don't go that way. Um... I just think that the Sparks are in position to win now. Tia, okay, Tia, Tia Cooper is obvi- would obviously been the future because she would have been the youngest in that starting lineup if she was to start. But the Sparks signing Liz Cambage, you know, from the Aces, clearly showed me where their heads are at. You know what I mean? Like, they are a team right now that is trying to win right now. They're trying to do everything in their power to make sure that their guys are, you know, like their girls, correct me, are ready to go, are ready to take it all. Like, ready to take, you know, win their first WNBA Finals Championship in the first since, okay, let me correct myself. Since 2016 when they won it with Candace Parker. And before that was the years of Lisa Leslie. Um, they, they're they trying to repeat that history. They're trying to, you know, find, you know, that player. And even though I thought, you know, really, I really thought that player was going to be Taya. I was wrong. I admit it. You know, I was wrong because I didn't, ex- you know, I didn't expect them to cut her. When I seen that, my my face dropped. Um, my face dropped and it dropped with Arela as well because they just got, she just got there, you know? So I'm thinking, okay, they are, well, I believe they're both on rookie deals, especially, um, Arela cause she hasn't even been there for a year yet. So she was heading into her second year. Tia was heading to her third, fourth year. So I thought, you know, she would, you know, they would be there, but I was wrong. Um, obviously, Jordan Canada, they drafted out of UCLA. Um, Shinetti Carter, who they got from the Mystics. Um, Katie Lou Samuelson, who they got from the Sky, which is a real shocking pick to me. I didn't think they would let anybody go or anybody walk. Then they also got Lexi, you know, Lexi Brown, who is really legit, obviously was 
you know, my second favorite player behind Kalia Copper in general of the WNBA. Um, well, okay, let me give you my favorite players right now. It's Candace Parker. You know, currently Candace Parker, automatically, all-time A currently. Then it's Kalea Copper, because I'm really a massive fan of her. Lexi Brown would go number three. Tia would go number four. But looking at the Ross, you know, looking at the roster of the Los Angeles Sparks, um, it can be a real understanding reason. Looking at their roster, you know... Why they cut them? Because they have a lot of guards on this team right now. They have at least one, two, three, four. Yeah, five guards, six, yeah, seven guards. So with, you know, the lack of teams and the lack of, you know, venue around the team, they can only keep their very best ones. And looking at them, it's no shame because Jordan Canada just got there. They just drafted her. So it wouldn't make sense for them to cut someone they just drafted, even though you can practically say the same thing about Arila Gutierrez, who was drafted a year before Jordan when she was drafted from them in the second round, I believe with the 70, 78th overall pick from Rutgers, um, you know, phenomenal player, star player there. So, you know, when you're a Sparks fan, especially if you're a New Jersey and like I, you would, you know, you would expect her to finally come into her shell like she did at Rutgers. You know, you expect her to be that girl eventually for the Sparks that she was for the Scarlet Knights during her days there. But unfortunately for her, she didn't get that chance. She didn't get the chance of much playing time last year, sitting behind Taya. And then, you know, she didn't get the chance this year because before the season even got started, well, she was cut. Um, her and Taya both was cut from, you know, teams. So they're obviously free agents who I'm expecting to be picked up sooner rather than later, especially Taya because of her marketing. You know, she's one of the biggest names in the WNBA. So with that being said, and she's one of the biggest names, not only because, you know, her looks department, who a lot of people underestimate her for, but it's because her playing ability. She is a great player and is she better than Lexi Brown? Unfortunately, no. Is she better than Ray Burrell? Um, that's to be determined because she's still a rookie. But Brittany Sykes, Christian, you know, Christy Tolliver. There's a lot of guys. There's, there's a lot of girls here, you know, that she was cut for. And when it's, 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 it's like a lottery, you know. The guard is obviously the most popular position because anybody, everybody wants to be a shooting guard. Everybody wants to be a point guard. One way or another, you want to be one of the shooters on the team, you know, because that's who gets the most attention in basketball are the shooters. That's who people, you know, mainly watch the game for, whether it's men's, men's or women's basketball on any level. Um, that's who they tune in for. So because the Sparks had so many, they even with cutting Gutierrez and Cooper, they still got at least seven guards still on their roster. So there should be some more roster cuts coming sooner rather than later. But yeah, that's pretty much it with that topic right there. Um, with the Los Angeles Sparks cutting Taya Copper and uh. Excuse me, Tia Cooper and Arila Gutierrez because that's all there's pretty much to say on that as, you know, the new season is starting and, you know, 
happened and there's really not much going on right now except for you know seeing who the teams are seeing what happens things of that nature but yes moving forward um it's time to speak on you know the teams that stood out because wow um yeah let's let's face facts here um the okay so there's been plenty of teams here but i've been also been asked you know what teams is standing out the most to me right now? The Los Angeles Sparks, who is my team, no question, they're standing out. The Chicago Skies, obviously themselves, after their um, W, obviously after their WNBA championship run. But then you got to think about the Las Vegas Aces as well, with Becky Hammond as their head coach now who's a WNBA legend who was the former assistant coach for the San Antonio Spurs of the NBA and now she's their head coach as the Las Vegas Aces um in the WNBA you got to think about this they should be your early pick even though I'm a Sparks fan and obviously I'm hoping the Sparks prove me wrong but the Las Vegas Aces, no question, are the early favorites because these women, you know, they play so well together. Even losing Liz Campage, obviously they still got, you know, okay, yeah, they still got their team from last year. But everybody pretty much except for Liz who went to the Los Angeles Sparks this year via free agency, um, I'm surprised she actually came to L.A. because I did not expect that move to be happening. You know, nothing, none of this, none of this you can expect from them. So, yeah, my early season pick, like early season favorite to win it all. I got to go with the Los Angeles. I got to go with the Las Vegas Aces. And it's because a one Becky Hammond is no question. You know, already looking as the best coach. And she's looking. And if there is a coach of the year award for the WNBA, it would definitely be her. Because the impact she's already making on the team. And we're not even a month into the new season. And I think, and when I found out that she was coming back to the WNBA, I was shocked. Because I expected her to eventually take over for Greg Popovich. And become the you know, first ever female head coach for the NBA. And... Unfortunately, that didn't happen. She obviously, that's why she came back to the WNBA. She was signed, you know, on I believe it was a four-year coaching deal and became the highest paid WNBA coach ever. Congrats to her on that, by the way. Um, and now, here we are with the Las Vegas Aces. So, yes, um, that would be all that I have for right now. So, I will see you guys in a few as this is, once again, the Mic Bomb with me, Shayla. Welcome back to the Mic Bomb Podcast with your host, me, Shayla. I'm now moving forward to another topic that I wanted to get into within the WNBA. And that is Phoenix Mercury star player center, Brittany Grinder being detained in Russia by Russian authorities due to apparently illegal drugs you know being in her luggage as she was boarding back to the United States for the you know for the WNBA season that is now happening unfortunately without her all of this being said um I don't really know how much of this is going on because apparently you know 
reading, reading, getting into it, hearing stuff here and there. Um, people least like people like Lisa Leslie, a WNBA legend, obviously calling people out for constantly speaking on the situation, which is you know causing you know Russians to pretty much put their foot down more. But then we're hearing from other sides that we need to start bringing this more to attention so they can free her. Things like that. Unfortunately, though, you could say that, okay, from a fan standpoint, it is out of our power due to the fact that we don't have say whether she can or can't be freed or not. But the only thing we could do is fight and hope. Um, I was real shocked when I heard she was arrested in Russia. I was surprised that any U.S. citizen actually would even go over there knowing that they're allies with Ukraine and knowing that the war that's going on between them two right now and the fact that it's unfortunate that it's her, you know, out of all people that got caught up over there on her way back and now unfortunately is not even allowed back in her own country. She's now being detained in a Russian jail apparently or in a detention center something of that nature and they just extended her for another 30 days so i'm not sure why they did that i'm not sure what's going on with that but unfortunately it's a sad it's it, it's a real sad case because obviously you can't not watch the phoenix from a fan standpoint you cannot watch the phoenix mercury and not think about her Along with, of course, Diana Taurasi, along with, you know, Skylar Diggins-Smith, you know, all them girls. But Brittany is no question the centerpiece of that team. Obviously, with Diana being their best player of all time, no question. Skylar Diggins, you know, in that conversation, being their shooter. But Brittany Grinder is, Brittany Grinder is their powerhouse. They are what she is, what they're missing right now. And not only physically as her presence on the court, but, you know, mentally and emotionally. She was the one, she was the glue that held everybody together. And Skylar spoke out on it. Diana spoke out on it that they're really saddened that she can't come and join them right now. As of right now for the WNBA season, hopefully she's freed, you know, before the season ends because it will really suck that this will be a season without one of its best players. Not only for the Phoenix Mercury, but for the entire WNBA. Um, unfortunately, the drugs that were apparently weren't... Unfortunately, we don't even know the drugs still. We don't even know the drugs that were even... That she's even being detained for. You know, I didn't... If you know anything, let me know. I can report it, do whatever. But I haven't even heard enough to even know why she's even being detained for a reasonable cause. Apparently, they were illegal. If so, unfortunately, this is the case. But I highly doubt, you know, she had any drugs. Because apparently, according to her and according to her lawyers or her peoples, um, she didn't have anything on her, you know, in the suitcase. And the suitcase was black. So, we never know. We never know how, you know, they see anything through there or anything that detained that. Because now we're in a situation where it's like, we're praying that the unfortunate doesn't happen. But 
you know, we never know. You never know about this situation. It actually makes me pretty sad talking about it because she grown to be one of my favorite players. Obviously one of the most known players in the WNBA throughout the years since she was drafted. Um, believe she was drafted by the Phoenix Mercury. So the fact that she can't even, you know, be there with them, it sucks. Um, it it real it real life sucks because she she comes off as a real genuine person, a helpful person for everyone, and the fact that this has to happen to her out of all people, it it's not a good thing. It's just not, and it just sucks because like she was there. I believe she was drafted in the first round from Baylor, and she was pretty much there she was going to be who they was going to build the team around when you know it was time for Diana to depart from the WNBA which is something that's rumored to happen sooner rather than later after this season along with others like Sue Bird and Candace Parker who I'm going to get into for the last you know part of this yeah part of this um show but yes Brittany unfortunately you know the report came out I believe it was Monday that she, you know, be pretty much is being detained for another month. It actually sucks because, wow, um, <laughs> you know, this it it's it, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts like hell right now because this is something that she, along with everyone else around her. You know, from a personal standpoint and a, you know, business standpoint was blindsided by because what the hell, you know, she travels to Russia every year to play to play um basketball off, you know, in the off season overseas, like many other WNBA players, because unfortunately, the pay for the WNBA is not. The NBA's pay. It's not even half, to be completely honest with you. Um, a rookie, first day on the job, can make more money in the NBA as they as a, you know, let's say, okay, let me put this in the way you understand. Let's compare Steph Curry's contract to Diana Taurasi's. Steph Curry is sitting in millions and millions and millions and millions of dollars that obviously could take care of him and his loved ones for years to come. While Diana, on the other hand, got to do at least 20 times of that work to even come close to that amount because the commission for the WNBA is not identical to the commission for the NBA. So women are forced to, you know, travel overseas to make more money and do more training to get more viewership and sponsorships and things of that nature which is why a lot of people are now battling and arguing you know and it's you know enforcing their fandom within the NBA to increase women's pay and their players pay to at least the level of the dub to at least the NBA so that things like this that is currently happening to Britney Grinder won't happen anymore to anyone else and rightfully so because you don't want another one of these stories. And you're the WNBA. You can't afford that. Because now that might scare a lot of other women away. You know, that might be... they. Some of them might just back out. Be like, you know what? This ain't worth it. And then looking at the pay that the players are getting. Yeah, this ain't worth it. We're not going to be traveling overseas just to be detained like she is right now. And unfortunately, this happens to her. So, with all of this being said, she was originally 
supposed to, you know, her detention date was originally supposed to set to end for May 19th, which would which means it was supposed to end, I believe, like next week. And it just got detained for another, you know, month. So, which means, unfortunately, it'll be June 19th where she can at least get a hearing. And her, you know, you know, the 30-day extension, you know, mean that her her case can go to trial real soon, according to Fox Sports. You know, Grinder is 31, so she's facing drug smuggling charges that carry a maximum penalty of 10 years in prison. So, which means she's facing up to 10 years right now in prison in Russia, unfortunately, because of that. And, you know, she appeared for the brief hearing at courtside, you know, court outside of Moscow. She was handcuffed wearing an orange hoodie and holding her face down. While extension wasn't expected, players across the league, you know, they showed it. No, they showed like how bad it sucked. Um, According to Fever guard Danielle Robinson, she called it a gut punch. And when she saw the pictures and it sucked because this doesn't seem to be. And Britney's, you know, any of Britney's characteristics. And I highly doubt she had any illegal drugs. Nothing that she hasn't used before that, you know, is, you know, it's like, you know, because here's the thing. Let me, let me use this in better words. I don't think the drugs were illegal. I think like there was, there could have been suspicion, but this is no reason to lock her up or you know have her facing a 10-year penalty um unfortunately though because she's an american and russia i think everyone would know how that go already especially u.s citizens but i don't really want to make this about a, a race or a world thing because unfortunately you know it's it's, an, it's been enough of that going on but yeah britney I'm just praying for her. Obviously, I'm praying for her because she doesn't deserve this. Um, she doesn't deserve this at all. And obviously, you know, her teammates, Skylar, Brianna, Diana, will all love her back. Not only just to play basketball, but just to be freed and to live happily in her in her born country, which is America. Um, according to many reports, she travels over there like every year to... For overseas training to get better, to get stronger, to, you know, learn more skill. And that's where she goes to play basketball all the time. And she never had these problems before. But all of a sudden, you know, Ukraine is an ally of USA, um, of America. And American travels over there now to Russia. And yeah, now it's being detained for an extra 30 days. And I believe she was originally arrested Back in, I believe it was, maybe, um, I know it was like a little in February. It was like a few months ago. She'd been there for quite a while now. So, it's heartbroken. You know, I don't have much words about this. I don't even know how to even get, you know, words, how to even get right, you know, proper words for this because... I'm still flabbergasted by hearing the news, you know, and the fact that she was extended, you know, it sucks. It sucks because this is some this is a person who deserves better, who has shown, you know, throughout the years that she deserved better and 
it's like now she's stuck because unfortunately there ain't jack that anyone over here could do about it. You know, you know the government, U.S. government, done everything in their is doing everything in their power, but Russia, I guess, is just using their, you know, using their power, and you know, it's just not. It's just it's it's just not wow, you know. Many others obviously would want Grinder back. I'm one of them who would want her back because I think the Phoenix Mercury is a more entertaining team with her. So, according to you know Sporting News, um, they found Hash's oil in her luggage at a near airport. You know, at an airport near Moscow. You know, according to the New York Times and the Russian news agency TASS. Which is very shocking. Um, they found hashes oil in her luggage. So, you know, the customer service obviously didn't release a name or specify the date of the detainment in the statement as officials said that they detained an American basketball player who won two gold medals with the U.S. team. Taz later identified the player as Griner, a seven-time WNBA All-Star who won gold medals in 2016 and 2021. Hmm. So seems like according to this, they're hiding information about it. Um, unfortunately, she was detained because, you know, the customer service released a video of an individual at the airport who appears to be Griner going through security. And Russian state TV showed a photo of Griner as part of a segment that aired on March fifth. The report, the photo was reportedly taken. At a Russian police station. Which is. Wow. Um, they also said that they found. Vape cartridges containing hash oil. In her luggage at. The Shremito. I don't really know how to pronounce that. But it's a. At that airport, and it was near Moscow, Russia. So the customer service, they released the video, and they, um, yeah, they showed the picture of her going through the police station. And well, that's why she's here. Um, actually, in other words, it's actually cannabis oil was found in her luggage, which means to all of you that don't know what cannabis is, correct me. I said cannabis, cannabis oil, correct me. Um, that's weed oil. So I believe that she might have had a vape with weed in it. And it was illegal over there in Russia. Which is very shocking. Because I thought it was legalized everywhere by now. But unfortunately she had it with her apparently. And now she's in this situation where she is detained. And she was supposed to be released I believe like next week. And it's going to be you know this next month and that's apparently when she's supposed to be going to trial she's now facing up you know to a decade in prison because of it um it sucks it sucks but that's all i pretty much have to say for this i am praying for britney grinder personally because you know as a woman in a country that's you know in war right now with your allies you know you're gonna be scared you're going to be scared because you don't know because U.S. jails are brutal already as it is. And apparently, according to many, Russia is more brutal than U.S. So, 
I hope that's not the case. I really hope that, you know, she's holding it in. I hope that we can hear something from her soon that will free her and bring her back to, you know, play and do what she loves best. Do what she does best and do what she loves to do, which is play basketball. And I just hope, I just pray for her. No, I'm praying for her. I'm praying. I'm praying for Diana. I'm praying for Skylar. I'm praying for Brianna. I'm praying for everybody on the Phoenix Mercury, the WNBA family, who obviously know Brittany from a personal standpoint. I'm praying for a wife. I'm praying for a mom. I'm praying for everybody. Um, all prayers are going out, obviously, to her family, to her teammates, to her friends, who is affected both business wise and personal. From this situation. And I hope to hear something real soon. Um, now moving on forward. I will be speaking about. You know other big news. On a positive but sad standpoint. So if you want to listen. Um, let's let's hear it. Because the next topic. Will be about Candace Parker. Apparently playing her last season. Along with Sue Bird. In the WNBA. As they're both expected to retire. After well. Super is expected to retire, but Candace Parker, you know, is mulling towards that. And that's something I'm going to speak about in the next segment. So tune in for the next segment of the Mike Bomb podcast with your host, May Shayla. Thank you. Welcome back to the Mike Bomb podcast for the final segment with your host, May Shayla. I am now moving forward to some big big major news that came out in the WNBA and that is well we already knew that you know Sue Bird from the Seattle Storm is expected to retire after this season after Mullen retirement last season when they fell short to Diana Taurasi, Brittany Griner, Skylar Dinkins-Smith and the Fe- and um the Phoenix Mercury's and I believe the second round of the WNBA you know, the WNBA tournament for the play. Yeah, that. All of this being said, Sue Bird, we know, we wish you the best if this is going to be your last season because we don't know what the future is going to hold for the Storm. You know, they still got Brianna Stewart, who's a phenomenal player. They still got a lot of other guys, but obviously, I mean, a lot of girls, but obviously, you know, just that one player that makes everyone around them better. And Sue Bird has been no question you know, that for the Seattle Storm. Being a three-time WNBA champion, you know, multi-time all-star, no question. Top five, top ten of the WNBA greatest players of all time to ever, you know, step on the court. Obviously, to me, a, you know, a top ten great uh, basketball players in general. Um... It sucks. It sucks because this is clearly a new era that, you know, a phenomenal era, correct me, that is coming to an end as, you know, we're watching it right now. Obviously, her and Diana, amazing rival, respected rival between them two. You know, two of the greatest ever do it. They're, you know, expected to battle one another tonight or today at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, ESPN2. So if you're interested in watching that game, you can watch them two legends go at it one last time. That's all I got to say about the Super situation because I think, you know, spoke on it multiple times before. So we're going to see a lot more of that. 
But there's another player who's mulling on retirement that really touched my heart the most because she's the reason why I got into watching the WNBA to begin with. And her name is Candace Parker. Um, According to many reports this week, Candace Parker is expected to, you know, her contract with the Chicago Sky is expected to end sooner rather than later after this season. And... She doesn't, she's non, you could say right now that she, she is, you know, non-committal of coming back next year because she doesn't know what the future holds. And that's pretty much what she told, you know, Alexa Philippou, ESPN reporter, and who reported the story, you know, on ESPN. And that's also what she told Kristen Ladu on NBA's TV as, you know, the segment WNBA Weekly. Showed that, you know, she's assuming that this would be her last season playing in the league. Um, being a two-time MVP, WNBA champion, future Hall of Famer, she's... You know, she's pretty much considering retiring after 2022, after apparently considering it after her second title win with the Chicago Sky, you know, in 2021. And when I heard reports about that, I was shocked. Um, She told everyone, she pretty much told them on the show that that is how she's entering this season. She said she will quote unquote her. I'm going to repeat exactly what was reported. That is how I'm entering the season. I mean, I don't know, you know, I don't know what the future holds. I know my contract is up after this year and that there will be discussions, you know, decisions to be made. You know, signing with Chicago ahead of 2021 season, you know, she followed her story from the Los Angeles Sparks back home to Chicago, you know, and led the guy to win their first franchise title, you know, you know, WNBH title. While earning her second, um, they're stacked again with Courtney Vandersloot, obviously, Ali Quigley, um, NBA, you know, Finals MVP, Kalea Copper. So they still got the team that they had last season, and then they added Emma Messerman, who was the MVP Finals of 2019. Um, all of this being said, you know. She said that, you know, after following, you know, after her 2021 title run, that she was really and really thinking about stepping away. So when someone's in that stage, that's either, you know, they're going to wrap it up after this year or next year. And Parker, most likely, here's what I think is going to happen. I think she might run it back at least another year or two and then hang it up. Because I think she's still got a lot more basketball in her. Obviously, you know, age comes on, mother time can kick in, and she probably want to close the door before that becomes obvious. But I think she's still got another year or two left in her, you know? And she, she, and she you know, and she believes that too, but she don't know what the future holds. Um, she, according to her, she said, I'm game for playing five, six more WNBA seasons. If I could literally have an easy button of getting into shape, it's the easy button. That's the problem. Parker said, she said, it's being in the studio, which I love. Then waking up in the morning and working out before going on air. It's the travel. It's the off season. So I think that I think the first workout I did 
the end of October, I was like, yeah, I really might retire. That's how close I was. I was literally looking at my exercise bike and I was just like, yeah, the, that might be, that might have been a good time to retire. I don't want to do this. Um, her daughter was the one, Layla, was the one who convinced her to play another year or so, which means she was almost done up after this year. So, wow, um, actually, let me change that perception. So, unfortunately, I think 2022 would be it for Candace. It's going to be it, and it's breaking my heart because, you know, watching her since I was a kid, watching her on the Sparks come in 2008, I was about 8, 9 years old, 9, 10, something like that. Either way, only thing I know I was a kid. I was a kid who was just obviously aware of what the WNBA was, who they was, aware of the women like Diana, Sue, um, Lisa, who came before her. But I wasn't, I didn't consider myself a fan until I watched her, you know, her individually do all the things that she did with the LA Sparks and been following her ever since. Um, and she is no question to me. In the conversation for the greatest players of all time. And we're and I'm not ranking her below my top five. That's how great I think Candace Parker is. I'm leaning towards top three to be completely honest with you. Because she's a player just like Diana and Sue. Who makes every you know, makes everyone, everyone around her better. And the fact that she promised LA a championship and bought it. Promised Chicago a championship and bought it. And arguably... You know, the biggest factor behind Kalea in last year's title run tells me a lot that I need to know. And then it's the team that she beat. It's the team that she beat with the Brittany Grinder, with Skylar Dinkins Smith, with the Briannas, with the uh, Diana Taurasi, who's a, who's a, who's one to be reckoned with in her own right. And when you're some, and when you beat people like that with this young Chicago Sky team. That tells me everything I need to know about you. And I'm like, yeah, this is why I fell in love with you as a player and why I became a fan of the L.A. Sparks. So obviously couldn't jump ship with her because, you know, you know, it's not good to jump ship because one player leaves your team, even though obviously she's the reason why you liked them to begin with. And then. Drafting players like Tia and, you know, who Taya, who was cut, as I already spoke on. And, you know, others made you become a fan of more of the team. Um, Shimmy is another one who I like, who I'm glad they still kept around. Thank God. But, yes, Candace was the one who put me on. What you thought a women's basketball player was, she showed you was more than that. It was more than just being pretty, holding a football Correct me, holding a basketball and looking pretty for a camera, you know, for for a post that you can just throw on social media for constant likes by dudes. You know, you got to get down and dirty on the court. You got to show them what you're about. You got to show them why you're here. And it's not just to look pretty for their own viewership. It's to show that women can do this just as good as men, if not better. And Candace Parker has arguably been the forefront as that as she became, you know, the first ever WNBA player in history to become a cover of a 2K, you know, a 2K video game. That defined, you know, that opened the door for a lot of other women and the women marketing within the sport of basketball. You see, when you 
if I can explain Candace Parker and her career in one word, okay, yeah, in one word, I'll say trailblazer. Because she done things, she does things that others are afraid to do. And, you know, or, you know, unfortunately doesn't have the opportunity to do because of the lack of viewership and respect that women athletes get in generally, let alone the NBA, the WNBA, you know, compared to the NBA. And the fact that she created such a massive name for herself, especially with the with the way the WNBA was like if you think the WA viewership sucks now even though it it still does just imagine follow the WNBA from the early 2000s to now and compare the fact that we're applauding because it's getting thousands of views because it was at one point that it wasn't getting really any views to be such a major sports company and Candace Parker was the forefront of that changing so the fact that she did any of that you know taught me and showed me everything I need to know you know as a women as a fan of women's sports know her as my favorite player etc etc and that's pretty much you know unfortunately it sucks but obviously all great things must come to an end and unfortunately this just most likely will be it for Candace Parker because let's face facts here I don't see her coming back at the next year even though I just slipped up and said I did before reading you know more into the report as she was pretty much you know getting tired out about being you know, being an analyst and a player at the same time, because, you know, as already being spoken on, the WNBA players doesn't get paid as much as NBA, so they really have no option. See, the differences, the differences between watching guys who you know that play in the, who played in the NBA versus women who are currently playing in WNBA is because the women of the WNBA, you know, has to do it during their careers because they don't make enough money as the males did during their careers. See, these these guys like Shaq and, you know, Charles Barkley and them guys and Jalen Rose were men who pretty much career was over with, retired, needed something else to do, and took the job as obviously it was offered to them. While Candace Parker, yes, it was offered to her, but she needed extra revenue. She needed more money. And... You know, to take care of herself, her child, her family, etc. Because her pay, her contract in the WNBA, within the WNBA, was just not cutting it. So, when you're going through all of that, and you're traveling, getting into shape, doing this, and you're on the road doing this for 15 years, it's going to wear down on you because you also got to take care of your children, your family, things of that nature. So, this is it for Candace Parker. Hell of a career, girl. You know, you will always be missed. You will always be loved. You know, I can't wait to see what else this season holds for you and what the future holds for you. I'm looking forward to hearing your name in the Hall of Fame one day. Obviously, no question. In the WNBA Hall of Fame, I can't wait for that event. Hopefully, I'm in attendance for that event because I don't want to miss that. But, yeah, that's all I got to say. Um... Great career, Candace. If this is it for you, salute to you. Salute to the Sparks for drafting you. Salute to the Skies for, you know, helping you continue your career. And good luck for the rest of the way of this season. Thank you.
that's all that I have for this episode. Thank you for tuning in. If you like to listen to more, it drops every Saturday. Or if you want more information on the podcast and more news going on around the sports world, you can, you know, visit the website at www.themikebomb.com. And yeah, I'm your host, May Shayla. I'm signing out. This has been the Mike Bomb Podcast. Thanks. Welcome to the Mike Bomb Podcast, the podcast where the bombs get thrown. Thank you for tuning in to the latest episode. This is your host, May Shayla, exiting out. But before I do, I would like to take the time to thank everyone who has subscribed, follow, and listened to the podcast and for your overall support and love. If you are interested in getting more news and updates about the podcast, such as new episodes, new seasons, you can now subscribe and follow the podcast on your favorite platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, Pandora Radio, Google Podcasts, and much more. Or you can visit www.themikebomb.com for news updates within your favorite sport leagues along with more news about the podcast. Thank you for your support and see you next episode. This is my nightlight, this is my pain, this is my life, yeah, this is what I was born to do, yeah, yeah, I was born to do, every new day, every new night, every new stage, every new fight, this is what I was born to do, yeah, I was born to do, yeah, fall to my knees every night and I pray, asking Lord let him hear, I got something to say, there's a fear out there. Coming your way, don't let it stop you from living for what you were made. It's not a dream, it's a destiny. Blessed is he when the whole world listens to this mess in me. There's a message inside what you get from me. A little life, little love, that's a recipe. So when the world is crashing down and you feel the weight on your shoulders, try to pick it up, but you're steady stacking up boulders. Every day's a gift, never miss it, getting older. Blessing in the struggle, know that you're just on the road to a life you were born to live. So I wake up every day and just give it what I'm born to give. Everything in me and nothing less while this heart's still beating up inside my chest